everybody to Martinis Up, a podcast for production assistants by production assistants. Each week, my guest and I will be giving you an insider perspective about our best and worst moments on film sets, as well as sharing our opinions about things we want to see change and giving some wisdom to those who are making the climb with us. Stick around, guys. This is Martinis Up. All right, welcome back, everybody, to episode two. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Alexis. Um, today, we're going to be talking about all things actors, baby. Uh, they're wearing designer clothes. They're on vacation in Italy with people half their age. They're always at the very beginning of a very interesting book. They're moody. They're beautiful. We can't get enough for them. It's thespians, everybody. Whether you hate them or love them, being around an actor for 15 hours a day certainly will change your perspective of them, especially in comparison to the average Joe who's watching that movie you worked on premiere a couple months later. So today I thought we'd uh, talk about everyone's favorite obsession with the hopes of bursting the bubble, but also showing you that they're more than just people like you and I, but they're also real fucking babies. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest for today's episode. She's incredibly confident, organized, and overall a boss ass bitch. Please welcome my friend Saffron. Hello. I don't have acrylics, but pretend I'm doing it. Yes, show. we're gonna have an applause track for you because oh my God, thank you. that's a vibe. Thanks so much. So Saffron, welcome to the show. I'm so happy you can make it. I'm so happy you asked me. Welcome to my living room. I try to create a vibe for you. It's vibing. The vibe is vibing. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> I thought that you would be a really great guest because, like, I don't know, on the job that we worked on, which was Run the World, I really admired your organizational skills. But I also was like, damn, that girl's good at her job, but I do not want her job. How about new? You crazy Dutch bastard. I like our contrast, at least when we're doing, you're doing first team and I'm doing background, because they're both working with actors. We're mm -hmm. just working with two different Very kinds of actors. Different kinds of actors. And they're, um, they, they both have their moments and I would hope that we're gonna get into that today. So just to ease our skeptics, anybody who's listening, tell us why you're qualified to even talk about anything. Who are you, Saffron? Oh, okay, hello everybody. Um, my. Nickname is Saffron, if we're gonna be honest. We're talking it's about the my coolest name ever. Thank you. And I feel like I've not only like deserved this nickname, but I've grown into it. And it's like, it, I've been working as a PA for about four years now on all union. Um, I've really only ever done two non union things one to get my foot in the door, and one for a friend recently. Okay. Um, to do photography stuff for fun. But anyway, we, we divert. Um, <laughs> why am I qualified to come here and talk about first team and being a, a union New York PA? I have been a union PA in New York since 2018. I started with my first days on The Center season two. Okay. Um, did that, uh, worked on that for here and there for some big days during the summer. Uh, soon hopped on to New Amsterdam season one, where I learned how to first team um, and made some good connections. And that was an eight month gig. That's a 22 episode procedural. So stayed there, hopped on to Hightown uh, for stars. I was Hightown season one that summer. It was an everyday additional that became the walkie PA. After that, I hopped on um, New Amsterdam season two as the first team helper. I learned a lot there. Boom, COVID. What did I do when COVID came back? Ran first team for Run the World season one. After that, I worked on Colin in Black and White on their New York unit, which was really cool to see the tech there, by the way. I couldn't even tell you how big their green screen wall was, but it was an LED hallway. 
that was like 25 feet. Colin in black and white? Correct. I like I at at Steiner Studios. I have not watched it, to be honest. Didn't give anything. Um, the LED screens were really cool though. It was most, the majority of the time I was on that job, it was over hiatus that winter, um, was programming the LED walls. That was I, your job? No, 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 not me, but like oh. the majority, it was, I was just, there for prep. I was like okay, there cool also be. doing whatever a PA does during that. Did not first team on that, but hopped on Harlem season one and then went to Life and Beth season one, went to Clerks three movie, took a break in September. And then went to, um, what did I just do? Three women. Three women. Went to three women. Wow, um, you have a lot of experience. I yeah, like so this is, and working. then I've like day played on like Broad City and fucking. When did you start, like what year did you start, start peeing? I started right after I graduated college. It was 2018. I'm gonna say it was like June or July. So I've same. been. We are literally in, like in the same class same of PAs. Like if yes. there's different classes, we're so we're both entering that same transition of like we're yes. getting old and PAs yes. and we're peeing with a bunch like, of like 18 year olds who are like yes, fresh who are like which is nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but it's, but it's like so. It's like being a senior sad. in high school and the freshmen here and they're excited and they're eager but they don't know anything, which is fine anything. because this is how it goes. But also it's like we're we are at that brink of we're about to put our book in for the guild and yeah and shit's getting real shit's getting real we're either gonna be a 30 year old pa a late 20 year old pa or we're gonna or either <laughs> we're gonna fall and die sorry i just kind of word vomited my resume there that actually no that's perfect that actually saying all the stuff that you did and naming all those words that people who are listening might not even know what the fuck you're talking about mm. i don't understand i don't understand i don't understand bitch i don't that brings us into an awesome where I was trying to go with yes, it, which is go. since you're my guest every week or every time, every episode, we're going to define what a production assistant is. Ooh. And I think that that's important simply because, I don't know, production assistants, no one really knows what we do, but people think they know what we do. And then even we don't really know what we do. So I like to think that every week we will define what it is to be, be a PA because it changes. So Facts. Saffron, what do you think a production assistant PA is? Um, oh, hard answer because, like you said, it we changes. It changes dependent on your position. Um, if I, oh fuck, how do I how do I define what being? A let's PA get is? general, right? Because let's get, after let's get you general. do this, True. we're gonna go into the hierarchy of PAs, which I feel like is just the craziest. No one knows that there's a hierarchy of Correct. being a production assistant. Everybody else just thinks like, is. you're just a PA, like you're everybody's bitch. Sure, but there's, that's wrong. Wrong. But, which actually brings me to one more thing, which before we get into it, welcome to episode two titled, what is a PA? And no, we do not just get coffee. So Saffron, in general terms, describe what you think a PA is, please. Okay, in general terms, glossing over the entirety of, the, of being a PA is being a backbone support system of a production, of a show, right? And when we okay. say show, we, like we being us in the quote industry, which like sounds goofy, but whatever. Um, like a show being like limited series, TV series, procedural, movie, like mm -hmm. a show is all of that. But anyway, is kind of like the silent backbone of it all. Um, being a PA is, being a PA in the AD department, I feel like is, is yes, important to specify. Because last week we actually spoke about, if you were listening since last week, we spoke about that everybody's a PA everywhere. You could yes. be a PA in any field PA, ever. costume PA, a props PA, a camera PA, which is rare, 
Where lucky I've only seen a camera PA like once or twice. I've seen like, them, but they've always done some weird ass shit to be like, yeah, I'm a camera PA. Yeah. Watch out for those guys. And it's always like a really specific situation that the camera department's allowed to have a, a PA. Yeah, super weird. Super weird. But I mean, get your bag. Happy for those who've been able to camera PA. Anyway, get back your on track. Bag. Um, <laughs> so I, I think final answer. I think it's, I'm rambling here, but I, I would stand by that. It's like a general backbone of like a like silent that. backbone of the production of the show. A general silent strong backbone yes. of the production. What a beautiful chocolate man. <laughs> That's like a really a nice way to describe it. Last week I said we were more like personal assistant. So because like that's I mean, just that's I'm going based too. off of optics like how people see us like right. what they think we are but I would like to think like a PA is like or like an assistant to everything. And I always say when people try to be smart asses and just be like, I'm here to assist the production. However, the production may Mm -hmm. fail. I'm there to help assist it in not failing. And that could be anything from making sure the fucking star actor has that two ply toilet paper to, I don't know, helping them push a cart across the street, depending on how much money this production has, whatever. That brings me into the hierarchy. So let's talk about mm. the hierarchy of a production assistant within the assistant director's department. I like to say, think that the, the assistant director's department is the backbone within the backbone of like how a movie works. Like without the assistant directors, nothing's running on time and nearly as yeah. orderly. Yeah. So very important department in terms of all the departments. Time keepers. Yes. Ske- keeper, maker and keeper of the schedule. Yes, fun also, killers, fun, fun killers. People call us fun killers. I call myself the fun police when I have to shush people, but like Sometimes we're working you have to it, shush. Is it is Yes. Stream two stuff and shut the fuck up. Um, also, I would just like to throw a tidbit in here that when I say shush people, I never hit them with a shh. I hate that shit. I always. It's always how you do it. You can't. It's always how you do it. You're creating more noise than you are actually doing anything. And it's fucking rude. It is kind of rude. I don't. No one likes being. I don't like that. And if you're listening to this and you're like, how else? This is how (laughs) you go up to them, or you like weigh them down and like mouth them or whatever, and you're like, hey, I'm so sorry, we're rolling and uh, they can hear you down on set. If you would mind whispering or taking your conversation further away, please. And you know what? I have a 99% success rate with that. Wow. The shushing of that, rude as hell. I hate it. No one likes it. Those with an ego on set, hate it. I'm sorry, I had to Do you not just run away from the noise like I do? No. (laughs) Yeah, because there's a noise happening. I'm just like, I'm going to go to the other side and hope that everything works out. (laughs) I'm not the greatest onset PA, but we'll get into that later. No, you're pretty fucking good, though. We have all our strengths. But anyways, this will go into the hierarchy, believe it or not, guys. So here we are. So a key PA, I guess we'll start. There's a core five. I like to think of the core five as... The runner is the key in the paperwork? Yeah, sure. Like, yes, yes. You, you got that down. I had a whole, like... You want to get your thing? Do the whole no, thing. No, I mean, you're right. Like, okay, so the key PA, what is... And ladies and gentlemen, this is the first and last time. Luckily, I have an experienced, beautiful guest host. We'll get into it and try to make sure that each of them, you know what we're talking about when we say, yeah, I do first team, I do background, I do walkies. So we're going to explain each of those positions. And hopefully, as a loyal listener, you'll just, like, no. Just know. Yeah. So what's a key PA? You go first. Okay, so a key PA uh, is someone who was on set and is right hand to the second second AD. They, uh, well, first of all, they book a lot of the additional PAs, right? Mm-hmm. If not all of them. Um, they set lockups, they pay attention to the shot, and they yep. help 
the crew know what's what and what's going on mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, in terms of like if gear has to move or what like a complicated lunch plan may be. Right. They're in command of the van, so they're in contact with Transpol all the time. Mm -hmm. And they work with the runners and the paperwork PA just to make sure that everyone has the right information, everything's moving smoothly. Um, they're also in charge of helping keep the higher ups fed. They the also bits, get paid the same amount as everybody else. Moving yes. on for all of that work. But I we'll just, keep going. I would just like to say, speaking of like but. going into this, every single position that you were about to hear us describe, everyone gets the same wage. No I've difference. heard rumors that years ago when you were a staff PA, meaning like you were booked for the duration of the job as like a key PA or a runner or a paperwork or a helper, um, that you had like a f increased $5 hourly because you were staffed and then additionals had the minimum wage and they got rid of that. They wow, which producers. makes sense, but yeah. of course they would But that was like before our time, so. Yeah, well, I be, don't know yeah. that. I don't know that. Like, to be clear, everyone that we're talking about is PA, who is non-unionized, uh, is paid the exact same amount for our work. How much is that for the for the folks out there in the back? $15 an hour. 15, fit, wait, hold on, I have an echo thing. $15 an hour. 15, 15. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's like a 220 over 12 guarantee. Or no, it's 210. It's 210 it's over 210. 12. And they think they're hot shit when sometimes they offer you like more 220. Wait, I got hit up for a 277 over 12. And I was out to dinner, so I didn't see the text right away. And they were asking me about five dates. And yeah. I was like, I'm in it. By the time I, I was like, hey, I hope it's not too late. Like I'm free every single one of these days. Yo, that high and, rate. And though. they were like, one of these days is still open. And I was like, fuck it, I'll take it. Megan offered that in COVID. I'd be like, Ugh, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm, busy. I'm working COVID department. I'm I working health and safety. Yeah, I can't do that because I'm actually being paid a living wage over here. So like, I can't, I'm sorry. Can't relate, babe. Can't relate. <laughs> can't, I can't do that. <laughs> anyway, back on track. Back Anyways, on track, back, 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 back. So back, back to... we have a KPA and the next yeah. up, I think the next in charge would be a, well, not in charge, but paperwork PA. They typically have, if we're, okay, so here's my hot take. Ooh, I think that take. paperwork, key, background runner, and first team runner are all on the same level. Yeah. However, on set, everyone does kind of like divert to the key PA if there are any like big questions and if the second second isn't available. Mm -hmm. Or on days when there's say no background, the background runner will divert to the PA. Yeah. But in terms of information, I and like power to just like do things, I would say it would be key PA and then paper PA. That's my hot two cents. I think, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I, now that brings me on to something else. Like, I know I'm saying hierarchy, but I want to be really fucking clear that there is no PA higher than the other because like Saffron just said, we're all kind of in that same level. We're all on the same level. Like ideally, if I'm doing background, I could also do first team. Yes. I can do paperwork. Yes. I could also do key and yes. vice versa for all of those positions. So nobody's each other's boss. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I think, yeah. And, and honestly, it can get really sticky with certain situations. If I don't like the key PA, not that I've had too many of them, because I love everybody and everybody loves me. But I, I don't have worked I don't, with KPAs. I do not like. Yeah, there's been some I'll be times. I'll upfront about that shit. I'm like, <laughs> you are in my way. Sometimes, yeah, I've worked. I, I will say this: the one time that I've had that problem on a job, and I think that job is where I really got my balls like 
My balls were big on that job. I had a lot of responsibility and I was like, wow, I'm really that bitch. I was not vibing with the key on there and it just made me realize, wait, I don't even have to talk to you. Like you actually, you don't affect me at all. I never found you funny. I never found you entertaining. I never found you smart. I just found you annoying. Just because you're the head of all the PAs, you're not you the head of me. On that? Yeah. Okay, That's yeah. where it gets messy sometimes, That's, too. That is, because like a background runner... Wait, we're skipping ahead. Hold on a second. Yeah, paperwork are, PA. Paper. Paperwork <laughs> PA. Wait, wait, wait. Backtrack, backtrack. Yes. A paperwork PA, what they do is they are in the office or a mobile office, which we call the honey wagon, right? Right. Um, with our key second AD who builds the call sheet. So something the paperwork PA does is they... Um, do like the paperwork trail support, shall we say, when additional PAs are hired, helping yes. help, helping people get their start work so they can get paid and they're officially on the show. Mm -hmm. um, they assist our key second AD in building the back of the call sheet yes. and getting manpower. Getting, yes, getting manpower from the different departments, which for like manpower, uh, <laughs> it's literally just like who will be hired in the upcoming days. Because sometimes you don't need as many people on say Monday as you would Wednesday. Yes. So you're like, how many people you need Wednesday we know we have a day that will require extra support so it's like getting that information coming to set with like physical copies of like a prelim like a preliminary call sheet mm -hmm. so people have something to look forward to for the next day like start can be able to start planning that shit um, catching any mistakes you're talking um, to a lot of the producers a lot yes, of the time yes you're interacting with a lot of the big bosses they do the production report at the end of the night yep Everybody at least here in New York I didn't actually know this until recently, but um, in other states, the PAs do not, the paperwork PA does not do the PR at the end of the night. Yeah, no. Uh, I like, York, didn't realize that. That's why this show is going to be so special because I'm going to be talking to some of the best fucking production assistants literally in the country, not even to toot our own horn, everybody. We're New doing- New York just does it different. We do it different here. We're creating yeah. soldiers, okay? We're creating well, you know fucking what? masterminds here. Something was brought up to me. I don't want to like say too much about this because there was some beef on my last job and I ended up having to sit down with my key second AD who was gracious and she's like a woman who's like there for her fucking PAs. You know what right. I mean? Like she's there for us and she's there to have our back. But Shout out to that bitch. Um, my second second was, him and I were beefing, but like that's besides the point. But she was saying like, you know, it is within his right to do X, Y, and Z as a member of the Guild, of the Directors Guild of America. And in other places in the country, in other states, you as a PA would not be allowed to touch his paperwork. Like she was like, it is in within my right as a key second AD to do the production report at the end of the night and take it away from our paperwork PA, quote, take it away, right? It's mm -hmm. to, to take that responsibility back. But in New York, we give so much to the PAs. We're giving like, so much to a production. Which, I is, mean, which is amazing for us. We learn so we much. We learn a lot, but we're being taken advantage of. You think Harriet Tubman was walking around with a fucking nice shiny fucking dress on with a fucking crown on her head when she was taking slaves to freedom? I mean, what we just described in a production uh, PA is, a, I mean, a paperwork PA is so, it's so much work. You're in charge of people's money. I mean, you're keeping track of people's yeah. out times, when they're coming to oh, work, when they're the, leaving work. Sure, I forgot about you're that. You're making, bit. there's a lot of like, there's you a do lot the time on the line. Cards for the PAs yeah, and the ADs. yeah, yeah. There's a, you're doing your first AD's time card, your first assistant director. It's which like is, the CEO of your company. Yeah, you're doing his time card. That's like your, ridiculous. Your biggest boss. Yeah, we have a lot of, there's a lot on the shoulders of a paperwork PA, and yeah, I would actually like stress. to dedicate a whole entire episode one of these days to a paperwork PA. Oh, yeah. I know some paperwork PAs who are. 
I mean, these are people, they're in a half an hour after before call, I think, so later than the other PAs. But they don't stay only a half an hour after call. They stay stay hours. hours. We do wrap out and then they go back to the PO, everyone's or like they go home and they're still working. Yeah, it's it's pretty terrible. It's pretty bad. So I would like to get into that. Minimum wage. Minimum wage. Minimum wage. So moving on to first team PAs. Can we do that last since I'm here to talk about being a first team PA? Yes. Sure. Because then so, we can just fucking riff off that. Let's do background PA. Yes, let's do background PA. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like I'm like telling you how to do your show. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is perfect. Because background PAs is where I thrive. That's your thrive. That's and that's something thing. I'm kind of new to. Listen, when you find when you're becoming a production assistant and you're trying to figure out like which job is for me? Like what which one am I gonna do? I immediately all gravitated. Of them. The answer to, is all of them. No, you I'm, wanna be an AD. I, yeah, I know, but oh god, yeah. I'm just super like I'm with you, but also. But also, yes, the technicalities, you kind of need to learn how to do all of them. But I just, I gravitated towards background and I think background is so much fun. Talk about doing something crazy and different every day. So the background PA's responsibility is to literally deal with the the background, uh, the background actor, the extras, the background artists, the people in the background who are just crossing the street and like fake yeah. talking to each other or pantomiming if you don't know what pantomiming yeah. is the coffee the coffee getters in the, yes. the coffee shop or the, yes. the, the bar patrons yes the suit the suitcase holders that have yes. nothing in the suitcase like I, I, the other so bodies much. in a seat yes so. those people those eclectic motherfuckers that's what we meant earlier when it's like sometimes you work with actors and sometimes you're working with actors sometimes you're working with actors who are some of them are some people are like here to be a background actor like they love this shit (laughs) like something about it really tickles their fancy like the freedom of bouncing from show to show like getting to work on all these different productions and then some people are like this is my way to the top i'm about to be a star they're making more money than you you're babysitting them the whole time and all they want to do is tell you about their other endeavors which i find to be the most fun about you never know who you're going to run into that is background i've had conversations with Lawyers. I've had conversations with uh, gynecologists. I've had who conversations. just do this for fun. Who just are just like, terrible. yeah. Connecticut. You ever work in Connecticut? All those background actors are rich as fuck. They're just there for shit. They're there for goals. fun. They all drive there's, like there's Teslas and shit. Who like? Well, by the way, I have seen like since I've seen you, I, I have seen some of like the best core stand-ins that. I don't know that have existed in a while. You can get your big break as a stand-in. You can. I've you seen can. It. I've seen it happen. Seen it happen. I have a friend who literally that happened to her the other day. Her name's Lindsay. Really? She was one of the core stand-ins on Three Women, and she texted me. She was like doing a Saturday or a Sunday for whatever job she was on. It was like the last week of production, and whatever actor they had, like whatever day playing actor, tested positive, and they were like, "This is it. Like we are done filming tomorrow, and this is when we're doing it." So everyone on set was freaking out, trying to figure it out, trying to rush call someone, whatever. And she spoke up and she was like, I like to throw my name in the ring. Like I am an actor. I have the comedic timing and I think I could do this. So they auditioned her in like a separate room with the producers and the director and did, I guess like a chemistry reading with Mm -hmm. whoever should be apart from. And then like three hours later, I got a text from her being like, they're taking me to base camp. Yes. I'm getting put in trailer. And I was like, yes! yes. First of all, oh my so God. I love her. when those guys get their big so it's possible. Breaks. Oh my God. It's like not bumped often. ups, bump ups, bump ups, backgrounds. It makes, yes. me, feel, it makes me feel like Wait. I am a hotshot producer. Wait, time. Let's, 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 whoa. Yeah. Let's um, describe what a bump up is. Yes. It's when you're a background actor, which means you're silent and you're getting paid like something like 
15 or $20 an hour, right? And then the director on set decides that whatever this person is, like wherever you are, typically it's like something where like you're say a pizza delivery guy, you're next yeah. to the main actor or at like the a bar, party or a bartender, yeah. a party, you're at, you're at a table and you're supposed, supposed to be like a silent party goer. They're like, nah, I need this person to say something. So on the spot, there's a contract, contract change and you get like an acting mm -hmm. contract, a first name contract on the spot and it's mayhem, but it turns but into it's so a lot you, of fun. you immediately feel the difference. <laughs> like yeah. literally, you go from working with me in the background world to working with Saffron uh -huh. in the first team world, and you get you a get chair, the actor chair, yeah, it's hair, a whole makeup touch-up. It's really nice. If I like contract. you, I'm usually like, good luck. You, you're gonna do great. I give you a little pat on the back and go. Yeah. But that's being a background PA is yeah. essentially there's, there's, dealing there's, with those guys. Yeah, and then there's like paperwork at the end of the night so you have to submit. That's yeah. like about how many hours people worked. And yeah, like you have to, you're in charge of their time cards, the background actors' time cards, yeah. which turns into a whole nother shit show if you don't know what you're talking about. I'm gonna leave that for whenever you have a background PA on. Because I I did just run background for three women and I like helped in like two my two previous jobs, but like your girl could learn a thing or two. Yo, background it's I hard mean, as shit. It's so hard dealing with all those personalities all the time. You never know what you're gonna get. I'm gonna dedicate mm -hmm. a whole episode to background because yes. whew, the stories that I've had, the stories that I've heard, the interactions, you cannot make this shit up. You can't Dude, make it up. I had in the last week of three women, I uh, we were doing overnights. And there was a non-union man who came in who was rush called, right? Like casting called him, rush called him in. He showed up four hours early and was like, I feel like he's doing this huge favor by showing up four hours early. And we're like, thanks, you can like hang out here, you can get food, but we're not gonna sign you in because if we sign you in, you're on the clock, right? And again, just keep in mind, this man is non-union and he was sat somewhere when he eventually went to set and then got changed around because of the look of the vibe, whatever. It was like a chill bar scene. And he was so mad. Like they rolled once on it, then changed him and like did it again, right? Okay. <laughs> For whatever reason, literally not important. And he was like, oh, I can't believe the second second did that. I'm just mad about how he did it. I'm here as a favor to the background casting director. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I was promised screen time. Like, I don't need this. I'm a regular background on Godfather of Harlem. Like I it love was, when they, they pull out their resume. And I was like, babe, I hit him with the, I don't care. <laughs> And every single person here is here to work. So I'm a father. I drove in from New Jersey. And I'm like, you don't think that everybody in here at 12.01 AM hasn't come from a distance and doesn't have responsibilities? You have to enjoy your lap around the theater because you're not gonna be booking any other work. <gasps> there are some really good background actors who are just like fucking team players, but then there's some people who really think too much of themselves. They think too much. They are the first team. They are the movie. They, they are, are the moment. They're the moment. They're yes. the moment. They're icon. Mm. <laughs> yes. And okay, anyway. and last, last on that is, um, before we get to your thing, would be walkies and additional. And I don't mean to put walkies and additional into the same thing. But, but they're I mean, very close. They're like, close. They work very close together. Yeah, and I just think like the walkie PA, I don't know, I would describe the walkie PA as like the right hand man to the key. Correct. I would, I would also say that. I've heard a second second describe a walkie PA as unfair that they're labeled as walkies, which I think is a fair assessment. A walkie PA, does in fact deal with the walkie talkies, deal with the radios, mm -hmm. have to catalog all of them, have a list by serial number and who has each. You might be say, thinking you like- You better put a name on it because who wants to be in charge of walkies? You have to put the name on it. You gotta else. put a, you gotta put like as walkie PA, but they do so much more than that. Like on a, on a show that requires it, which is most, like they're at a point helping 
the key PA, set lockups, keep track of PAs, do food orders, um, like know the shot and like be friendly with the crew and like help notify the crew of important changes, what gears and shot, how They're far it can go. They're basically doing everything like, we can do when we're busy. Yeah, exactly. Like a, <laughs> it's a, like a walkie jobs. Is, is an important job. And would, it's a very good learning position. You stand by DIT. Do not ask me what that stands for. I don't know. But they stand by where the DP Digital is. Digital image technician, I always thought. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'll Google it later. <laughs> um, but like they will stand by like the where the cinematographer, the director of photography, where they sit with their monitors mm -hmm. and they are like a direct connection with what they need it's to the happen. Vibing vibing at DIT with a Ugh. with a good DP is yeah. so much fun. And you're like just on channel one, like, yeah, he said he said he's not he's ready. He's not Give ready. Him five minutes. We need five. We need five. Yeah, sorry. So So walkie PBAs support. can be fun, but I hate the it's whole part of walkies. Watching special effects guys come on and destroy walkies for fun, or just watching people lose their walkies, no. and then a UPM, an angry ass line producer, a UPM oh, at the end of the job the is the just job, like, in the office, like, yeah, where's this, like, where's this walkie? And you're like, special effects dropped it in the bay. I'm sorry. Yeah, and they just look at you like, and you think you're never gonna work in this industry again because you can't keep track of grown adults who can't keep track of their walkies. Right. It's like you're keeping track of them, but then I look, true story, true story on High Town, right, which I mentioned earlier. The um, the stunt guys who were in charge of the boats had these overalls on, and they clipped their walkie to like the front pouch, and then on the docks, like leaned over to do something, of and course. their walkie—they weren't on headset; it was open walkie, right? So it wasn't connected to their ear. There was no tether. Their walkie fell off their overalls into the bay and just sank twice in one day. Oh my god! Off. And that's it. I mean, no, that's they didn't it. send a PA. Those were like nine hundred dollars each. They didn't send a PA in to get the walkie. No, there's no scuba diver on site to go get the walkie. That's just gone forever. That's pollution. <laughs> pollution. You would think. Okay, anyway, and then additional walkies. Uh, I mean, additional. Sorry, not additional, additional PAs. Additional PAs. Oh my god, those are the like lock up babes. They're our lockup babes. They're the like we're kind of busy. Can't stand in the corner. I'm sorry. Yeah. So they they are to secure the perimeter of set. Totally. They are to. They're the ones who typically do the coffee runs. The backbone um, of the backbone. The backbone of the backbone. <laughs> um, I think in a, it's it's where you will. If, okay. So when you get hired on a production for the first time, if you're not like staffed in some capacity, you will be an additional PA doing lockups. It's where you meet people. It's where you learn. Um, and learn how to listen to a walkie at Yo, the same time very as like important. watching your surroundings. Um, you become friends with the crew on this. You get out times at the end of the night to relay to the paperwork PA, <laughs> something else <laughs> the paperwork PA does. Um, they're, they're the backbone of the backbone. They're, they're an important group of humans. They're the little guys, but if you are lucky and you're doing well as an additional, you'll move on to like a helper. Yes, a, like an additional an helper. An additional helper. An and everyday then, additional. Yeah, and then eventually after doing it every day, you'll eventually move on to like a runner or you'll find yeah. a gig. You'll find one and you'll hate it as soon as you get there. You'll miss being back on those corners. Cause like her sister Cardi B said, I hope ain't never cold. Without a care in the world, no one looking for you. I gotta say, I did not miss being an additional PA at all, but I, so after wrapping three women, right? Burnt, but I, girls, girls still gotta work. So I'm purposely day playing and being an additional for a little bit. I had my first day of doing that last Friday. It was such a breath of fresh air. It's doing fun. Doing lockups, protecting parking, um, going on a lunch run. No I one like, gives you I anything real to any do. Responsibility. And like, no one knows so nice. what you're capable of. So no one's being no. like, you think you could 
they don't they don't want to trust you with it. They no. don't want to give you that. Just just do this. Yeah, they're like go Perfect. go here, stand here, do this, and I'm like, got you done. Love that. And That's, because I'm seasoned, I know when I'm doing it gets done and they don't have to worry about it. Yes. We're alpha females though. So it's a little bit hard to sometimes be on set and not be in charge or not have people like calling your name, at least for me, like going into yeah. additional when I was no, taking absolutely. my break. Was Literally like, before lunch on Friday, the QPA texted me and they were like, so I'm looking for a new everyday additional. Like what's your availability from now to the end of August? And I was like, oh, they try to get you. Once they can smell that, that, they'll try to like, it's the, once they smell the confidence, yeah, they're, they're like, like, I want I want you every day. We're gonna end yeah. off this little uh, hierarchy discussion about PAs by talking about what is a first team PA, Saffron? Mm. Yes, because I'm here specifically to talk and about And I wanna say to start team. off before you go on about first teaming, mm -hmm. first team, when you first come onto a film set, I think is like the job. Like at least me, my little 18 year old self, fresh mm -hmm. out of graduation, first film set, God friended me, shout out. I was just like, oh my God, who's that working with the actors? Like, what a glamorous gig. Uh I know. So tell me what a first team PA is. Okay. Um, a first team PA. So I'm having like two separate thoughts at the same time. So for first team and also for background, there is the runner okay. and then there's the helper. And in the guise of first team, back to first team, um, the runner is the person with the most information in like your pod of PAs, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've worked on jobs where it's one runner and one helper. I've also worked on jobs where it's one runner and two helpers. Mm -hmm. I've also worked on a job where there's a base camp AD who's there specifically to help first team run smoothly, mm -hmm. the first team runner and one helper, right? So there's like that sort of configuration. And sometimes going you have on. a runner helper, like they're, you can do both. They're, like they're both, like yeah. they're co runners, mm -hmm. quote unquote. Um, so. First team helper typically is the one with like the most information and they run base camp. What's base camp? Well, it has like the mobile AD office, mm -hmm. right? Which we call the honey wagon, which has smaller dressing rooms, um, a bathroom yep. and our office, as well as like what I guess you could call a junk room where the walkies the go walkie in. The walking room is the junk the, the room The walking room is the junk room because you <laughs> think about it. What else goes there besides walkies? Everybody's shit. Yeah, Additionals all of our stuff. Shit in there. We party there at night sometimes. Yes. I have a drink there. Yes. Um, there's the hair makeup trailer, the wardrobe trailer, and then the actor trailers. Now the COVID trailer is there as well. That's base camp. Okay, we divert. Yeah. Um, so they run base camp and they refer to the call sheet. And when actors land, when first team land, they um, make sure that they run as close to schedule as possible. Like, yes. Okay, they go, they land and they go directly into say hair and makeup, mm -hmm. but make sure they don't get dressed because per the call sheet, they're gonna go to rehearsal first and then they'll get dressed afterwards, right? Okay. So, so stuff like that. The helper in base camp in the morning, well, first of all, typically first team PAs are in an hour, sometimes two hours. Let's talk about them pre-calls, baby. The pre-call, sometimes pre run the world, which you and I know each other from, is a high glam show. Mm -hmm. um, what network is that for? Stars? Stars. Stars. Run the world for stars. High glam show. It is an intense hair, makeup, wardrobe process for all of the actors, right? So you need to give that time. They need the time to do that, to make the look right. And like, it is what it is. So like sometimes I'd be in like two hours before crew call and like, 
you know, you just got to keep everyone on a schedule. And I learned a lot on that job. Sometimes um, crew calls 6 a.m. people. She's talking about coming into work at 4 a.m. At 4 a.m. Correct. This is correct. Uh, it's like sleeping in an Uber on the way there mm-hmm. and then working like 16, sometimes 18 if you're unlucky. Because you also got to wait. I'm kind of jumping ahead here. But like you also have to wait until the last actor is out of base camp. Like as a first team PA, like you really don't get a quote-unquote break like say a background PA would because there's days when there's no background but there's stand-ins so it's like a background PA is paying attention and making sure a stand-in is ready available on set when they're needed but But it's really there's always yeah but there's always a fucking actor you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so at the end of the night the last actor comes back to base camp they get out of hair makeup wardrobe you gotta sometimes put them in a van like a, like a teamster van and get them out of there. And then you have to let transpo know, and then you have to finish your paperwork and then you have to get your paperwork approved and then you can go home. It is a long <laughs> job. If you want to stop me, you're going to have to fucking kill me. So as a first team runner, you spend a lot of your time in base camp. You rarely make it to set because you're running base camp, getting people ready, getting people unready. People come in for fittings, which they do in the costume truck and you have to keep track of them as well. You're making sure that everybody gets lunch appropriately. Um, And you're keeping a lot of information in your head about the days to come as well, much like the other running positions. Um, They're helper. And um, I think this is one of the greatest differences in runner to helper um, or like, like main person and assistant, like mm-hmm. like key and walkies and then background runner, background helper. But first team runner, first team helper, in my opinion, have the greatest difference. So first team runner, stay in base camp and keep keep shit flowing, keep yeah. it going. Um, and the runner, once everyone's ready and it's time, goes to set. They go to set with the actors, with hair, makeup, wardrobe, and they keep track of the actor, which is fucking tough if they're it's, a runner it's hard some people want to go smoke a cigarette and they don't want anyone to know they're doing it so you blink and they're fucking gone it's and then it's like bring so and so to set and you're like i don't know where they are but you never want to say on channel one you don't know where they are because yeah, everybody freaks toast. out toast um <laughs> you know they like get them snacks and, and drinks and such while they're on set by drinks i do mean like coffee water like you know keep it tame the sound department who does you know like the miking up is a gem and sometimes they're a fucking nightmare. You stupid fucking dinosaur! So it's, that's that's the general gist. And if you have a secondary helper, typically they're ones who does a lot of like the food runs. Snack runs, drinks. Yeah, like keeps an eye on first team and like assists while um, the, the first runner um, does other things, but also goes to the bathroom, which sounds silly. <laughs> no, but there's, there's a, literally no oh time. God, I almost I feel forgot like to I've mention. Done both and they both kind of suck. They Whether both, you're running or you're... Or you're helping. I have enjoyed it, but like with the wrong people, it can really suck. I almost forgot to mention that on top of all of this, you're also placating hair, makeup, and wardrobe. There's a lot of personalities oh, to juggle. You have to make sure hair, hair department, makeup department, and the wardrobe department are happy they're heard and their needs are being met. Mm-hmm. And then also on paying attention to the actors, on top of paying attention to the ADs, on top of trying your best to stick to the call sheet, on top of keeping multiple group chats updated. Yeah. So it's like the shots changing, you throw it in your hair, makeup, wardrobe group chat so the people in base camp can know how fast things are moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like as people are getting ready, you gotta throw it in the group chat with your ADs so Lots they know if stuff. someone is delayed, you know, you also gotta be listening to your walkie 
Dude, I feel like I just slipped into the zone while it's talking about this. How long have I been talking? No, it's that's a whole. Oof. Being a first CPA is difficult. There's a lot going it's on. one of those jobs where I was like, kind of wanting to do. I was like envious of, and then once you I have to started, hang out with actors. yeah, you're like, what? And then once you actually doing it, you're like, wow, this really blows. But there are some perks. I mean, uh, I don't know. Are there perks that brings me into it? There so are like, perks. Yeah. What's your like? Tell me, like, which one of, like, the most craziest on-set requests or, like, which one of, like, the perks or the downsides of working around these actors all the time. Oh, my gosh. Time. Okay. So, I feel like these are, like, three different questions. So yes, they ha- are. Keep me, keep me on track, and I'll try and keep it brief. Um, one of the perks, I would say, is, like, when you have... Okay. Well, first and foremost, if you're working with someone famous, you're getting to meet someone famous in a work capacity, but you can't be fucking weird about it. You can't. You are at cool. work. You can't be like... Meryl Streep, I love you so much, and did it, no. Pack I'll it away. i throw it out once at the end at of the working end, with you. I just worked with um, someone who one of their movies is like a go-to comfort movie for me. And we ended, and like, while I wasn't her first TPA, I interacted with her a bunch, just like due to the nature of like how the job was going. At the end, she she came up to me and gave me a hug goodbye. And I was like, this is unprofessional, but I love such and such a movie and it's a big comfort to me. And because her and I had already established that relationship, that was kind of appropriate for me to say. <laughs> but it was the end of the job too. It's so like, what are you gonna do? But, um, but yeah, like, you can't not. be fucking weird. Anyway, so that's kind of like, obviously that's a perk is getting to meet some famous people that you may not otherwise meet, which also cannot be a perk because sometimes they're assholes. Sometimes do not meet your heroes, guys. Y'all. It really sucks. Yeah. Um, other perks of the job are you feel very in it, but in a different way than when you're running background. When you're running first team, you feel really involved at more of like the top level because mm-hmm. you're working with the actors, the irreplaceable humans of this job. Right. Producers will know your name and they'll talk to you about things. Right. And you can like geeky and have a good time with them, given the right circumstances, obviously. Um, as opposed to like when you're doing the background, you feel more involved in like the physical making. Like your hands are in the clay pot on That's the wheel. That's me. That cross you see across the street, I told that bitch which, to do that. Exactly. Which is like, they're both a different good. Some mm-hmm. other cool things are, and this is like, if your hair, makeup, wardrobe team feel comfortable with you and if you have a good relationship and if they have the capacity to do this and Mm -hmm. this is definitely a super bonus but like at the end of the job when everyone's cleaning out the hair and makeup trailer hair and makeup will have these products that they've opened that first team doesn't want to take home um or that like no one in the trailer has any need for so they'll either like make a baggie for the pas or they'll like have a huge box and they'll be like these are things that were sent to us. These are things we tried once and didn't like. Like, come take. So like, I still have some hair products. Me, me and shit too. From, like, Girl, I once movies. got so many Anastasia lipsticks. Oh my god, I still have a lot of Anastasia like eyebrow stuff. Yeah, that. Shout out to Pose. Hey, <laughs> like hair stuff. Um, yeah, it's which is like a perk, but like that is not a guarantee. I actually, from a job recently, and I will not say which one because I don't want them to get in trouble but I made friends with the wardrobe department and I went to go, they put something specific aside for me. And um, I went to go collect it and say thank you and hang out, whatever, like show mm-hmm. was done into the costume shop. And I happened to show up on a day that they were clearing out the 
the wardrobe shop, like all the background costumes, and it was like going thrifting for free. For free. They were like, the more you take, the less we have to take downstairs, and we're only cool with how much shit that you're packing away right now because it's you. It was a very cool experience, and I don't think I will ever have that experience again. But that's definitely a perk. It definitely is. I've had that perk happen. I don't know if I should be saying that, but. No, I mean, I don't. Sometimes they have sales. So sometimes they're not supposed to be. Sometimes wardrobe departments, if they fuck with you, they'll be like, yo, you know, we're selling some of this stuff for very, very cheap if you want to buy anything. And that's a great perk. I love how you touched on the fact of like that power you have with producers, which is definitely something I didn't notice until I became first team on this movie recently. Mm -hmm. But like, wow, when the actors become friends with you, there's certain things and they name these certain things from like you and you're able to do that. And then the producers see that you have this relationship with them that they don't have. Yeah. It becomes a whole different ball game. Producers want to be friends with you yeah. because they want to be friends with the actors. Exactly. Because they want the actors to do X, Y, and Z. Or, or they, they want just... bad news to be delivered. And they're like, well, we can't tell them, but if you could tell them, but if like, you But they're know... supposed to tell them. Ugh. The amount of times, and I'm sure you've seen this too, the amount of times that like a producer or a UPM, a unit production manager, is supposed to be the one to deliver news that um their contract is getting invaded like with turnaround time and yep, whatnot yep that's and my they're like, favorite mm, news ever. can't you just do it and i'm like i am a child or no. they're, they're adding they, on like, scenes that you didn't they didn't yeah. tell the actor about like they just so sent like you just get sent um like a new set of sides with fresh dialogue mm-hmm. and you can handle them and like give this to such and such an actor and the actor's like what is this and you're like, I don't if know, you want to see sorry. an a-lister cursed in front of you on like provoked i think that's like a great way wait i think that's a great segue into what is like a downside of doing first day. yes tell me about it so a downside of doing first team is you're working with a lot of personalities, which I did mention before. So shit gets stressful in base camp, especially as like we just said, like shit changes and actors do not like that. I know. With, I mean, to be fair, it's like they are preparing themselves and memorizing lines and putting themselves in the headspace of this character. And like, mm-hmm. it is stressful when that gets changed so quickly and you're unprepared and you wanna do a good job. And for an actor, it's like this one scene change. And if you don't deliver, it could make your entire performance on this show just unlikable, but like fair, but also please don't be a dick to me. Yes. I've literally had an actor, like an A-list actor yell at me. And then like an hour later being like, I'm so sorry. You were just the closest person. Say that shit again. Fuck you, bitch. They and always do so that. They love and it. And I was like, they love uh-huh, that. Sure. They love apologizing that's, you right yeah. after the fact. And like, that's not to say that everyone is like that, right? Like, I've heard some really nice things, but also it's like, uh, and then it's like hair, makeup, wardrobe, you know. And I don't mean to lump them all in, but it's just the easiest way to say that, like, sometimes department heads for one of those three do not want to play ball and they're kind of bratty. Like you could have a bratty hair department head, but the makeup team, all they want to do is play ball. They're happy to be there and they just want like, like we want, we just want production to go smooth, everyone to do a good job and to like be a part of the team. Or like maybe it's wardrobe that day or maybe it's makeup that, you know what I mean? It's, or maybe it's like a member. It's not even like the department head. It could be someone who's like an everyday additional hair or makeup person, but they do have seniority over their key which like gets tricky and you do find that in PAs as well, where it's like this person has taken like an like almost like an assistant position for whatever reason, mm-hmm. even though they're qualified to like run, they're qualified to key, they're qualified to AD, but they don't check their ego about it, which is uh, always weird and freaky. And then there's drama and it's whatever. But drama anyway. within them and there's drama towards you. Yeah. It's so, a whole thing. It's yeah. a whole thing. So that's kind of that's kind of a negative. And, 
then it's like, if you're not on your shit and like an actor sits late in hair and makeup for no reason other than like you, like as an IPA wasn't paying attention close enough, it's like now production's behind because this person wasn't sat in the hair and makeup chair or they weren't invited to change and now they have to get changed or they have to go through makeup, which is an extra X amount of time and like. Guiding humans is really <sighs> difficult. I feel like we big should hug, really put hug. a, yeah, we should really put an emphasis on that. Like, yes, it says that they're supposed to be in a hair and makeup chair at 5.30, but you know what really grinds my gears? Let's get into it. It's when you as the first team PA are waiting for your actor, mm. they're supposed to sit in the chair at 5.30, but guess what their arrival time is? 5.30. Did we just become best friends? Yep. That's not so, gonna fucking happen. That's not gonna happen. So they're expecting you, your second key second or whatever is expecting you to get that person in the chair at 5.30 when the person just arrived. People they're gonna breathe. wanna put their shit down. Yeah. They're gonna wanna go to the bathroom. They they're gonna wanna order juice. breakfast first. They need to take they need a, a shit. coffee. It's, like, it's everything. It's yeah. everything and nothing at the same time. Yeah. And they're like, why aren't they sitting? Now we're behind schedule. And you're like, I understand that. However, or even when it's like, if the actor has been there for 30 minutes, and now it's time for them to sit. We're like, they're, they give them that 30 minute arrival time because mm -hmm. you're deep in a show and you're like, okay, this person wants their 30 minutes before yeah. they sit, like, fuck it, whatever. And then you're like, okay, like 10 minute warning. Okay, I'm here to collect you to go to hair and makeup or like invite you to change. And they're like, this is a great time to go to the bathroom. And you're like, babe, what have you been doing for the past 30 I minutes? I know, oh God. I once had a woman, she was a day player and she was taking an interview for her next job. And she's like, this is really important to me. And I was like, okay, cool. I like love and support that for you. And I want you to get whatever this is for, but I do need you to come to work right now. And actually before you come to work, I do need you to sign your contract before you go to set. And she's like, yeah, my agent hasn't gone back to me yet. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Could you call him? She's like, but I'm on this interview and you're kind of interrupting. So I do need you to leave the trailer. And I was like, ah, isn't that, we are actively you get your at work. Did you get your boss? <laughs> I think so. That was honestly, that was on Run the World. And that was one of those really bad days I'm around the world. <laughs> They're yeah. always really bad days I'm around the world. Uh, yeah, we're getting into that in a second. Anyway, my what's a, what's your like craziest a three hour? What's my craziest? Yeah, what's your craziest onset request? My craziest onset request. Because I got mine. I'll start, so I'll give you. Yeah, some you you start because sometimes so, like I'll etch a sketch my brain, and I'm like. <laughs> Just, that's just how you gotta do it to make it tomorrow. Just no, it's hard to get all of these abuse. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's hard to get all of these into one place because I feel like no one ever asks us how we're doing yeah. or how's the job for us. So that's what this PA, this podcast is for. But my like craziest onset request, which I remember freaking out with about, mm -hmm. that I was working with an experienced first team runner because mm -hmm. we were like co-runners. Mm -hmm. And the only reason, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a co-runner, I get away with a lot of stuff is because of my personality. Like. The you fact don't that do I look, any shit. yeah, it seems it's like nothing, that. So it's good. just like you can do this, right? And I'm like, I guess. So we were like co-runners in a sense, but I was freaking out. This guy, I don't want to give too much away, but this was his first time acting. But he also happened to be like uh -oh. a Grammy award-winning shut up person. So wait. No. What okay. the fuck? That's so random. It is random, but I thought maybe, I don't know why I thought maybe I saw that on your Instagram story. No, 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 no. Wouldn't that know. be crazy? That, that no. would be not. I asked wasn't if it was this Pharrell. person. Yeah, it's not Pharrell. It's not Pharrell. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> it's not Pharrell. So random. I wish it was. Another, uh, another person who has Grammys, mm -hmm. I guess, but they're also acting. Whatever the case may be, first movie, he on his first day acts like, 
Yeah, I thought he was joking, but he was like, oh, yeah, no. we got shots. Like, we have any shots around here? I was like, oh, I was like, shut oh, up. Oh, you've just unleashed your memory. I, I'm like, shut up, whatever. So we go on to set and he's oh, a really, no. really nice guy. I mean, he's one of the favorites that I worked with. Great guy, nice guy. But he was just like, uh, like we don't have any like tequila or anything. And I'm like, there's no alcohol on this union set. You gotta get swifty. You gotta get swifty in here. While it's 10 a.m. in the morning, I'm like, okay. So he asked again, and he's like a nice guy. So this is when I went to my more experienced partner who has worked with a lot of famous people Wait, at this point. Wait, I do have to ask. Was it like a bar scene? It was nothing to do with that. He's just like walking in the door. Like, like that was like his scene. Part, his scene out. was just okay. to like walk in and be like, hello, and that's it. But this is his first ever like movie scene ever. So I guess he had nerves or so I thought. I, like, babe, eat an edible and get on with it. I know, but he he seemed really chill too. And this is like a music, like, I don't know, whatever. whatever. So I go to the crafty guy who like used to hit on me a lot. Shout out to that crafty guy, you know who you are. Um, crafty guy gave me the the licks and um, yeah, he was like, yo, I always got liquor in here. Just come through. Like, also I'm a huge fan of that guy. So like, if he needs anything, please. I'm like, okay, I'll it's give him this one shot. It's funny how Crafty will like, see first, you can go up to Crafty and you're like, hey, I need a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I'm like, we don't have peanut butter. And you're like, and they're like, well, they're like, let's go shopping. They're like, do you want organic yeah. or do you want Jif or like, do you want Jif or Skippy? And you're like, I thought you didn't have peanut butter. Like, no, they got the whole thing. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, rye it's bread. Insane. You want rye bread? Rye bread or do they want white bread? It gets crazy. But yeah, apparently he pulled out a fucking bottle. He it's pulled hysterical. out some random whiskey for the guy. I gave him the whiskey. He was That's like, whatever. So he just took any shot. Then two hours later, the guy asked for another shot. And actually this persisted throughout the whole day. And so the next day, the crafty guy just brought a whole bottle of 1800 for him. And the guy was fucking lit. And I became really close with the other actresses, like number one and whatever, whatever. Uh -huh. And she was like, that guy's fucking drunk, isn't he? And I'm like, oh, and it just became yeah. so awkward. And I felt so uncomfortable. So that was a really awkward onset request, like getting out actors any drugs or alcohol. Uncomfortable. I was actually once, this is, you saying got? this has opened a, entire portal in my brain of similar situations. You've been um, asked to get licks? Okay, Drugs? not asked, but I, okay, well, fuck, one thing at a time. Um, <laughs> I was asked to help secure number one on a show, Shrooms. Wow. Yeah, because he like really wanted a microdose to like open up his mind. Um, and I, I was successful up to a point and up to a point meaning COVID hit. Okay. And um, then like it just didn't, the transaction never occurred. Um, but this same person did in fact, we had, God, I guess it was like right when it was starting to get cold out. It was like a cold rainy season, so let's say like end of fall. And they were doing some sort of exterior like stoop conversation. And we had the hotel right next door. It's kind of like a... It's like a warming space, but of course it's a hotel and there's a bar and the first team actor invited two models to like come hang out. Okay. And this was like pre-COVID as well. So it's like, you didn't have to test. You could just show up. Anyone could just show up and be like, this is my good friend, times. cousin, brother, sisters, dogs, uncle, and good like times. good times, right? And you're just like, all right, let me pull up a chair for them. Um, but he kept taking tequila shots at the bar with them and they'd be like, we need so-and-so on set. We're ready to run it again. And homies ripping shots. And I was like, this, and like disappearing. Like that was a nightmare. Um, the doctors yell at me, um, <laughs> uh, what else? Oh shoot. I feel like I had like a whole catalog of things. I mean- Have you ever had an actor yell at you topless? 
Ding, ding, ding. Oh, that does remind me of things. He, I haven't had an actor yell at me topless, but I did have a very muscular actor open the door to me. So like after lunch, right? You knock on their door and you're like, hey, this is a five minute warning. It's a mm. lunch up, it's lunch is up. And then we'll like get back into costume and head back to set to do blah, 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 blah. Homie opened the door shirtless and I was like, this had to be on Run the World. It, correct, it was. The honeys, With like the, the nicest men, the Oof. nicest men there. Very nice, um, very good looking. Oof, yeah. Stop, I'm gonna fuck you. Um. Envious. I was envious at that point. A lot of the job, I was like, wouldn't do that for anything. They were but, such nice oof, men too. Oof. They're just like genuinely good dudes. Um, but on another job, and this, I won't say on the podcast who it was or what job it was. I'll tell you off air because this is kind of like tea. Um, but he, Ooh, this dude, tea alert. Tea alert. But this dude was such an asshole, but he would also run around shirtless. Like, he'd be like, oh, ready for someone's one set. And he would just leave his trailer and come to set to rehearse or shoot without his costume shirt. And Wardrobe would be running behind him with his shirt. Yeah. It was well, so also, odd, ooh. but he also had, like, the craziest look in his eyes all the time. He also got in trouble with the producers, with our intimacy coordinator and our first AD, because he, his character was, I think, like, an exotic dancer, let's say. Okay. Um, and Word. in between roles, he was like dancing on women and making them uncomfortable and like physically asserting himself on them. Um, Which, come on, why the fuck do we have an intimacy coordinator if you're just gonna do whatever you want? Right? And like, to you the have point some that great we intimacy. took those women like out of the scene and like he kept coming and like looking for them. Like, you can't, like, you as a listener can't see the physicality that I'm doing, but like, think of the, think of, think of like a demonic roadrunner frantically looking for somebody who tattled. You know what I mean? And these women were not tattletales, but this is the energy that this man was giving. Ew. These women were just like asserting the fact that they felt uncomfortable on set, as they should, when their personal space is being invaded. Um, and he felt weirdly threatened by that. And whatever, whatever, whatever. That anyway, that's some, and obviously I've been yelled so at, crazy. obviously I've been yelled at by like hair, makeup, wardrobe. I had a hair department head once who was just such a bitch. Oh God, she was fucking awful. And she was like, I need my breakfast brought to me in the morning. Or like breakfast around the corner. She's like, I'm busy. And it's like, all right, we'll come early like everyone else. Oh, I hate she that. would make a stink about the update thread, the update group chat and like, she wanted me to put last looks in there. She's like, what if I'm upstairs, like at the stage? She's like, what if I'm upstairs in my room when you call last looks? I'm like, why would you, why? if you need to do last looks, why did you leave the stage? Yeah, like, why did the? you leave set? And she's like, well, what if I tell me to do? And I'm like, if that's the case, why wouldn't you ask someone to cover you? And why wouldn't you let me know so that I can make sure that you are present when looks are called? Yeah, I can and invite the actors, so make sure hair, makeup's there, and text or group chat last looks. Like, come yeah. on, people. On Shout the, out to the independent hair and makeup ladies. Yo, word. It's nice when they're independent. Yeah, and when they're like about their shit and they know what's going on and like they're just not an asshole to pays. Anyway, anyway, enough about the negative because like harping on the negative will kill your soul. It will. I don't have it, any really that much positive. I like when I get really close with actors. Like I had so much, so much of a fun time yes. with those actors because we got all really tight and it was just nice to like yeah. see people who are like, you know, young mm -hmm. and successful, but they want to talk to my broke ass. That's fun. Yes. Around <laughs> the world, um, two of the actors there, I... I'm not gonna say I became friends with or became pals with, but I had like a closer relationship to than the other two stars on that show. Yeah. And like the kindness that they gave me and just like being able to laugh with them mm -hmm. is like really makes a whole difference and it felt really good. 
no yeah shout out to that at least you're not in getting screamed at by an actor with their titties out never gonna forget that i mean open with the door with they titties out screaming at me because their trailer bathroom did not work that's literally not your fault. Not my job. I was like, I'm going to call Transpo, but just like, this is ridiculous. Like, titties like, jump in, and I'm just like. I agree. It's goofy. Do you want me to come in? Fault. You have your door open on the middle of Fifth Avenue. Can we work this out inside? What What can I do about you? Uh, or I, my last thing before we move on is. Oh, yeah. After tea, in terms of like, this is just something I want to share, because like now I have a podcast. Have you ever worked with actors like are fucking around with each other behind the scenes? Yes. Crazy. Crazy shit. Crazy. The the only time that I've been privy to that knowledge was a time that I was like a third string helper, but I was told by my runner in like a shh, don't tell me that kind of way mm-hmm. of like, yeah, um, sometimes if I can't find such and such an actor, I'll go knock on the other person's door. And there have been times that I've gone to do that and the trailers are rocking. I'm like, Oh, Which wow. Is like also kind of like, it's not it's not that that's gross that they have like an intimate relationship where that like they're getting it on at work, whatever. Like, well, that's kind of like annoying because you need to go to work sometimes and you can't be having sex when you're going to work. Um, but like, it's gross in the sense that it's just kind of like, ah, oh, I don't want to be present for that and then have to interrupt that. Oh, God. Very uncommon. I don't like that. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get into our last couple segments on the show. Thanks for listening this long. Thanks. Martini's up. All right, everybody, welcome back. Thank you all. So, yeah, hi, Saffron's here. We're here. We're talking to shit. Thank you to all three of you who are still listening. Um, This is the Martinis Up podcast, and it is a safe space, a place to think about the good, to think about the bad, and to wish for the better. With that being said, we here at Martinis Up podcast have decided to start a support group for production assistants, a place for them to reveal their misery and their hopes and wisdom for all the PAs listening. So each statement will always start off with the, hello, my name is, I'm a production assistant, who? And then you will, you know, whoever else is in the room, so this is me, I will respond with, copy that, as a sign to show that I'm listening to you and I understand you, unlike your superiors. So I'm gonna go first, okay? Okay. Hello, my name is Alexis, and I'm a PA who is sick of carrying your fucking belongings. Ooh. I just come to let y'all know, stop, put some respect on my name. You understand me? When y'all saying my name, put some respect on it. You're supposed to say copy that. Copy that. (laughs) I had to marinate on that one. Thank you. No, it's true. Yes, right? That one, I didn't expect it. Copy that. Yo, word. I I said what I said. It's a support safe. It's a safe space. You ever been a first team PA with your fanny pack holding like three cell phones? Bit. None of them your own. None of them your own Plus cell phones. tea bags from Crafty that you know they're going to run out of. Post-COVID, face shields. Face all shields. All of the stuff. Like, everybody's stuff. I have a lot of pains about that. Yeah, about holding I'm... face shields and stuff because I... I'm not paid my minimum wage to touch your possibly COVID-y it's a, masks, et cetera. In the beginning, like, it was really blurred lines. Like, you're the yeah, first on, CPA, on right? the world, yeah. literally having those, like, the pencil plastic boxes, pencil right? boxes and collecting face masks. Anyway. Shout out to Tiffany, yo. Shout, shout out, out to, shout Tiff. out to Tiff. Yo, it's hard times when you're not yeah. coming with them face, but bo- when you're not coming with those boxes with their mask as soon as we yeah. call cut. Especially when it's an ensemble cast too. So it's like you're, too you have like five stacked and then there's two of you. Ridiculous. Anyway. It's really bad. We're tech- We're sick of that. But of Saffron, that yo, yes. what's up? Like, tell me, tell me something. Okay. Give me something. Okay. Wait, can I see the format again? I'm nervous. Hello, my name is. And I'm a PA who. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, hello, my name is Stephanie Ann Saffron Thompson. 
obviously I go by Saffron and I am a PA who, oh God, I don't know. Something, it could be good, it could be bad. You just want to, you know, something that you want some support on. Or I'm just... a PA who wants to work towards active change in our department. When you talk about a revolution, most people think violence. Um, without realizing that the real content of any kind of revolutionary thrust lies in the, in, in the principles and the goals that you're striving for. Copy that, girl. Copy yeah. that. What change do you want to see? Um, how do I put this? This is something, before we actually started recording, this is something you and I started talking about, and we're like, time out, let's save it for the podcast. Um, the active change that I'm talking about is kind of like the toxic culture, and like, I've been fortunate, fortunate enough to work with a few people, mostly women, but the, some men as well, who have been active participants of change, trying to stamp out toxic culture of yelling as a form of education, mm. um, of guilting people into taking work, um, which is something we were about to start talking about. Yeah. I, so I wrapped a long show, right, as a, as a staffed position, as a background runner, and it kind of kicked my ass. So I'm actively making a choice to day play for, I'm gonna say the majority of the summer. And I got a call the other day to work over an upcoming weekend and i said oh i'm so sorry like i can't and it wasn't something like oh i have lunch with a friend it's like i will be out of town um and the ad who i'd never met before on the other line of the phone who cold called me for this was like yeah i really hear you but you know nature of the job and like personally i don't really want to work over a weekend i have a wedding coming up that i've been waiting for for seven years but like i'm really not in a financial position after COVID to, to miss a job so da -da 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 -da. and like trying to guilt me into this and i'm like first of all <laughs> quote after COVID, it's been two years and production is booming so if you're not yeah. getting calls like i think that's something you personally have to reflect upon speak on it um and like i don't mean that as shade and i don't mean that to be rude but i i it do think shade. you should think about it, it i mean okay shade. sure it is shade yes <laughs> you're blocked you're blocked. You're out of here. You're fucking out of here. <laughs> um, and also, if you've been waiting for a wedding for seven years and you're going to take a five-day job, New York City pickups of a Turkish movie over going to a <laughs> wedding you've been waiting for for seven years, and then you're going to guilt PAs into taking this job when they say, I'm so sorry, but let me see if I have anybody who could fill that position. And you're still going to try and guilt them into it? I don't like that shit. So that's the type of change. And like that, I, I share this very true and accurate story of what happened to show that like there are things that need to be different. Value yourself over this job because people do not care about you. Yeah. These ADs and people are going to constantly always guilt you because it, it benefits them. It's helping mm -hmm. them. You being a strong PA, you are is always going to benefit them being a part of their team. Yeah. So And the AD department will always try and scoop up the most competent people immediately. Yeah, it doesn't so matter. So it's like... I mean, which is like, uh, it's that's every department is like, you seem smart and like you listen to your walkie, like come to my department. Mm. So it's like, and the AD department has so many tiny logistics that like, it does make sense, but also sometimes that leads itself to a lot of negativity and like a lot of toxicity, which I'm not quite here for. Yeah, so. we're gonna change that, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck all I'm you guilt-ridden, you guilty making ADs out there. I've had it too, I'm switching over to the health and safety, I've gotten some some interesting messages from people just telling me mm. like, really, you're doing that now? Like, that's what you're gonna do? The disrespect yeah. on the health and safety department is really inappropriate. It's so bad, but also like, listen guys, like I'm finally at a place where I'm making a decent 
Like, first of all, decent a hours, wage. a living wage. I feel like an actual, like I'm making a wage that is appropriate for my job, like my age group. I am also working very great hours. Like I'm home before four every day. Get the fuck out of here. No, really. I'm home before four every single day. And I'm little, I start work at seven every you. day. Get out. Seven to four, you. baby. It's a I very, do not cushy, believe you. I sleep a lot. I live my best life on weekends. It's just so you great. You get to do creative projects. Yes. I get to do work on my podcast. This is just, literally it's all to be great. like a full-time PA, but also trying to do creative projects. It's terrible. It's you either have to commit yourself to really limiting what you can do on your weekends or like choose to day play. And mm. I'm like, I'm not going to work on Fridays. Or maybe Wednesdays. I haven't decided yet. And that's the day that I'm going to do my creative stuff that's this summer. Day. For as long as I can until, like, I get dapped on something. Or, like, this is an opportunity I cannot turn down. Or yes, put my book in we'll, or whatever the fuck. That's how we're going to end the PA support line. By telling people to... It's really hard being a PA. is because when you come here, you're like, oh, wow, I'm making money in the field I want to. But this is how they get you. It's golden handcuffs. You need to figure mm. out a time to always work on yourselves. Because at the end of the day, we're making other people's yeah. dreams come true. So, you know, you got to focus on yourself. If you don't want to be yeah. a PA anymore. You have to stay grounded and remember why you want to do this. Yes. And like, I think no one wants to be a PA forever. Exactly. And we are, especially us two specifically, we were just talking about we're in that same PA graduating class where we got to figure out what's next. Yeah. Now's the time. And I'm feeling in this really terrible crossroads and mm -hmm. like DM me or text me if you're listening and you feel the same way. It's just like of figuring out what you want to do next beyond PAing and you don't want to be a PA because we're all getting too old and too smart, quite frankly, to take orders from people who are making more money and we're doing more making, of their job. Yeah. Yeah. I think they can just like push it off on the PAs when it's like, no, this is your job and you should be doing exactly. this. Or like you're making bad decisions that is directly affecting the productivity of the show. Mm -hmm. And like, I could have told you, and I in, in fact did tell you and tried to stop you from doing this, but you pulled the hierarchy card on me. Those only get worse over time too. The smarter and more experience you get as a production assistant, the more you realize, I don't think my bosses really know anything. Or maybe they do, but it's like, you see how less. So I just would say, everybody needs to figure out their thing. Yeah. And right now is like a good time to do it. So that's why I'm trying to do this production assistant podcast thing, because it's just a nice hobby. And I hope that you figure out your shit too, Saffron. Thanks. I'm also at that crossroads, in short, where it's like, I think we talked about this earlier. I can't remember if we did this like while recording or not, but like, I'm also at the point where I could turn in my DGA book or I could not. And <laughs> I could do something else in the field, like stills photography or- Yeah, are you thinking I could, about joining another I, union? Dude, maybe? dead ass, literally on Friday, um, I saw, my friend Amanda the Grip. Shout out Amanda if you're listening. Shout out to Amanda the Grip. She's a fucking badass and a sweetheart and she knows her shit and I love her so much. She was like, babe, do you want to be a grip? And I was like, I've literally never thought about it before right now, but like potentially. Hot grip. I've also had an opportunity to be a wardrobe person. You know what I mean? So it's like. Mm -hmm. I like props <sighs> and more. I feel like I'm a props kid. Yeah, shout out to the cool I just worked with shit. one of the, the props team on three women. I, while we're doing shout outs, the props team on three women some of the most badass motherfuckers I've ever met. Shout out to them. And they are so good at their job and I'm completely obsessed with all of them. But anyway. That was PA Support Line. Mm. Let's talk Saffron. Have you, do you watch any of the projects you work on or? So, it is a yes and no, right? So, and let me tell you what I mean by that. Sometimes you work on a show and you're like, this is, not my taste. I'm gonna be nice about it and say, this is not my taste. 
and I will not be watching this, right? <laughs> um, and then sometimes you work on something and you're like, this seems like dog shit, but I can't wait to see how it turns out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, sometimes mm -hmm. you work on something and the whole crew and the team just really puts their fucking back into it. And you're like, I'm gonna watch this because we worked so fucking hard, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. regardless if it's good or not. And then sometimes you're like, I can't fucking wait to see this shit, mm -hmm. right? So that's kind of, that's kind of like the barometer there, at least for me. And I truthfully have started watching, let's say of eight staff jobs. I don't know if that's accurate. I have started watching three or four, but never finished. I think the only one, genuinely, I think the only one three I- Three of four of eight? That wasn't math. I know, three but Three like... or four, three or four. I've started like the season that I worked on, but never finished. But um, why? It's your work. It is, but like sometimes you're watching something and all you can think about is, I remember that day and I remember the positives and the negatives <laughs> of that day. True. I remember that, I remember that location. I remember in that location, like the elevator was broken and we had to carry all the racks down the stairs to help out wardrobe where I remember everyone was late that day. I remember being yelled at that day. You know what I mean? Sometimes when you see that stuff, all you can remember is the negatives and you're not really reminiscing on like the positives of that. Do you know what I mean? I like do. sometimes you get trapped in that and then it doesn't make watching it a pleasant experience. It's different energies for different things. So I think it mm -hmm. depends on your job. I know because I do a lot of background, I always want to watch the projects. Cause I'm like, look at that motherfucker. He was giving me such a hard time, but look at him. He's doing his cross. He's doing his cross. Doing his cross. Or just that look is at continuity. Yeah, or look at this lady who's walking there. I did not tell her to walk there famously. It was a whole argument, but look, look oh, where we are. I have a funny story about that later. But like, yeah, as first team, I feel like it's kind of, for us, you know what? Traumatizing, yes. is as it? For first team, I wouldn't, okay, maybe traumatizing, but first team, you don't feel as involved in the final picture as you do with background, right? Because there's everything you just said, right? Like, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't even need to get into it because you just, you just said it all. But then with first team, like, you really just get them ready and you send them to set and then they do the hard on-screen work, whereas yeah. you do the hard behind-the-screens like the work. Yeah, yeah. and so you don't really get to with see background it. PA, you are doing both. That's why I enjoy it because I'm like, I'm a PA, you but to, I you get did have hand in that. The yes. of your My shit made on it to screen. the screen. Even though I don't yeah. get credited, shape. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. So it's like, I think that's that for that. What did was you? The question again? It was. A, <laughs> it was. A, have you wa watched any of the projects? Oh, that you right. On? You know what? To be honest, the only thing that I've watched fully is season one of Run the World because it has kind of a sister show. Knowing all the things that went on definitely made it funnier to watch uh, in terms of like the mm. characters. We probably shouldn't even say the title of the show because it's already out, but you worked on another show that I'm going to say I've heard more about since last, since I last saw you than I know I've exactly what you're talking about. We do not have yeah. to, I feel like NDA wise, we should not say the We title. are definitely not going to. we gonna, get in trouble. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> have a lot of nasty things to say about the making and not just you. I've met assistant directors who worked on that show and I've loved these I people. Even. And I really oh, I love them. Some very jolly ADs who I love so much. And who they had miserable times. Good things to say. Yeah, they had yeah. miserable times on the show. Hi, my cat just came through. Hi, Storm. Hi, Kitty. They Hi, had great Kitty. times on that show. And then we had some people, some other PAs that I've met over time who had bad shows. We've met some wardrobers from this show who had a bad time. Just what is it like when everybody collectively has such a terrible time on the show? Oh, and I can then tell you about that. It comes that out. Do you guys show. watch, like, have a hate party? Yes, actually, we did because um, the writers were also the first team actors who were also the producers who were also the directors, which is a red 
flag. Super red flag. Because oh my God. they are, and like this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it can be, you know, if they're left unchecked or if they have too much power and the powers that check them no longer have power, if you follow that logic. Mm -hmm. um, so they just really have their hands in the creative process and everything really has to match their vision, which is why you hear like, oh, you don't want the writer to also be the director most of the time because it's too much. It's, Things just move slower too, I find. Yeah, because everything has to be to the T of how it looked in their brain. But anyway, that wasn't what made this specific project um, a bad show. It was a bad show to work on, shall we say. It was that these folks who had all these positions in one uh, pushed the crew to the absolute limits, would work us crazy hours, tried to break union rules, um, and... Run, Forrest, run! Keeping it brief, really, like, pushed the limits of what a crew is willing to do and tried to break union rules almost every single day. Love and that. it was our union members who were in a position to speak back fighting for us. Um, and this was over the summer and we spent a month out of the city um, to get very specific looking places and just being pushed and pushed and pushed. Nastiness, cattiness, um, <laughs> The first AD trying to get the second second fired behind his back, like PAs working ridiculous hours, um, and like we're not talking eighteen hour ridiculous hours. We're talking like twenty hour workday, and then have to drive themselves home with no offer of a safety ride. Home being a hotel, and then having to turn around and like come back with like an uh, like a six hour turnaround, like ridiculous. That's horrible. Anyway, I'm sorry, I, I digress. But anyway, about this show, yes, we did. The PAs tried our best to get together. Um, the majority of us did. Some some people couldn't make it. And we watched the first two to three episodes together. And we, it was that thing I was talking about earlier where sometimes you work so hard and the show beats on you so much that you want it to be good just because of how much it took out of you. Yeah. Um, we wanted that, but also we were all like, I hope this fucking sucks. I hope it sucks. I don't and think I had great reviews. I don't. It did not have great reviews. The comments on Instagram were not great. Everyone was shitting on the comedian who's the star. Um, <laughs> um, but then I also like met some people in real life who were like, oh, what have you worked on recently? And I was like, oh, well, I've just started like this new project, but I also just finished this other project that just came out. Like, have you heard of it? And before I had the chance to say like, oh yeah, like the, the main person was like really nasty or whatever. Like the first thing out of this other person's mouth, the person I was speaking to was like, I love that show. I thought it was amazing. And I was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> so anyway, Jeez. all that rambling, all that rambling. But well, that kind of sucked where it, it kind of sucks where it's like you worked on this horrible thing. Uh -huh. This person was a shitty human. You almost want them to get their comeuppance where everybody's like, yeah, your show sucked. Yes. And then everybody like loves it. Loves and you're, it like, and you're like, you don't even understand. You don't get it. Took. Literally this, 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 this comedian who was the star, the writer, the director, the producer was heard on their mic. They were mic'd up and they were heard saying, um, yeah, fuck the crew. Great. Because someone was like, we can't do X, Y, and Z because of union laws or like the crew has really been worked to the bone. And they were like, fuck the crew. We need this. Babe, you don't need it. 
Anyway, we they never really Let's need it. Anyways, yes. Hi. So I am gonna read a small clip from Variety. I'm um, talking about Run the World season one, which yes. is the show that me and you have a comment. We've been talking about it here mm. and there throughout the podcast. We worked on that. 2020. 2020. September That was my first background running job. December 2020. Yeah. It was my background. first first team running job. Yeah, we were both yeah, we were both bad bitch newbies runners. We were the running female for the runners. First time together. We had a group great. chat famously labeled female runners, runners and, and Joe. Joe. Shout out to Joe, the paperwork PA. Shout out to Joe who left. Who left unexpectedly. Joe's my favorite person ever. Joe's gonna be on my paperwork PA podcast because I was gonna say, is he gonna come for paperwork PA? He has to come to. for He's an iconic guest, honestly. Joe. Oh, come on the show, you be iconic. Um, so on Variety magazine, they say, which who the fuck writes these fucking reviews? They're so wordy and so like oddly sufficient. Like I, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not looking to read reviews of Give people. Give me the clip notes. They're, yeah, the, the the whole thing is basically that they're saying that the show was beautifully shot and that they can yes. see that the it production design really nice. designer gave each apartment its own personality can and we purpose. pause for the apartments really quick i'm gonna say one sentence every single one of those apartment sets were like built on a stage yeah. except for maybe whitney's yeah was an actual apartment yeah but they were given so much thought and detail they beautiful. were beautiful stunning anyway beautiful. back to the back to no the thing. we'll stay in that because that's one of the things that like I liked about reading I, i'm gonna like about reading reviews mm-hmm. and people who are not there versus us who was there mm-hmm. These apartments, they're saying like, I don't know. The apartments is a big thing to me. I remember getting so mad when I saw them because it wasn't really realistic in my opinion, but they are successful 30-somethings. Yeah, so once I, was I like, realized that they were in their 30s and they were climbing up their individual like career ladders mm-hmm. and they were like mid-30s, I was like, okay, this makes a little bit more sense. Like they're supposed to be super wealthy, super successful women. They're supposed to be like the, the 1% of their field. I was like, okay, that makes sense. And they said, the the, the person also said, I just didn't like the apartments because I thought it was, I'm a broke ass bitch, I'm a hater. And I was like, this is not real. Um, <laughs> the, uh, Variety Magazine also says that the, the chemistry between the four ladies felt so real that it didn't even feel like they were watching actors. actors. That makes me really happy. That makes me happy, but I don't know, what's the tea? I mean, without like ruining our own careers, it seemed like the chemistry was really there. I I don't know. I was background, so I didn't really see the ladies. But I'm gonna be honest. I don't. I feel like I didn't see them hanging out that much. Like I think they're just great actors. Maybe. I think they're okay. So I will not use names in this yeah. because there are some actors that I really liked and some that I really did not mm-hmm. from that show. Um, but I think one. All four of those women are phenomenal actors. That they have studied their craft and they've put in the work and they've been doing the work. Yeah. That being said, um, I'm just thinking about how to phrase this. I'm sorry. That being said, um, <laughs> I think like. their natural <laughs> chemistry together was really genuine and really nice. Like them waiting in between scenes at their cast chairs. I mean, I also wasn't on set too often as the background runner, as we said earlier, I was in base camp a lot, but like from what I could tell the, um, oh my God, I'm gonna talk about the sleepover episode. So it took Oh my us, God, I love I, I love shooting in that hotel. Loved I loved that. all of it. And Amber, who played Whitney, wasn't there too often because in script, her character is like off doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah. No spoilers if you haven't watched it. Um, but all the women there together, including Sasha, who was kind of like the bonus friend from college. Yeah. The chemistry was palpable. They had so much genuine fun. Like, I feel like I have chills looking at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The amount of joy that they had together 
on set, but also in between setups, like at cat chairs, having meals together, stuff like that. Like it, it was really, really nice to watch. And it like, you feel bad breaking it up because you literally have to go in there and be like, hey, hi, guy, hello, hello, set, set's up. ready. I was like, hello. I've obviously- We're getting I them not... off the set after a rehearsal oh my God, when they're yeah. in the I never, shit. to be clear, I never clapped at them, but like just that was an end with us. <laughs> I'm not that rude. But yes, getting them off set and the first idea is like, who's coming to get the actors? Yeah, I'm we like, gotta I'm clear here we gotta and clear I'm trying. Um, <laughs> no, funny. that was good. I think there, there's, there was, I think, one person who has since left the show whose chemistry maybe did not vibe because her actions and certain opinions she had are not of the majority um, yeah. of yeah. humans. Yeah. Not just the other actresses are not of the majority of other humans and she has since left the show. And, and uh, that's that. <laughs> And that's that. So I think, but I otherwise, I think they're also just really good actors who connected with their characters and were able to bring the feminine black joy to the show that the creators were looking for. Work. And so when those, when those position, when those characters are filled appropriately with actors who understand and can relate, um, it comes out beautifully. It comes screen. out beautifully, and you and you have a friendship like that. Anyway, next question. So that was that. That's basically the movie review segment. Basically, I guess at the end, this was just like an experiment. But I would say, would you agree with the critics? So you agree? You agree that they? I think I. Agree. The production and design was great, and it was shot production beautifully, was really and nice. that the chemistry was there. Chemistry was there. I love the costume. I've always loved fashion. Oh, like I am not someone who knows designers like that. But I pay attention and I see trends and I mm -hmm. see what's what. I thought it was, I'm working with the, um, Patricia, Pat, Patricia Fields, Pat Fields. The icon. Icon herself. Incredible. Truly. It was, it was such a long process to get everyone's outfit approved every day, but everything was so meticulous. Them outfits. And it was beautiful. The women, I mean, it was, it was headed into winter so often, like, they would come out of the trailers and have their coats on. Mm -hmm. When I would see their outfits, I was always just like, oh my God, like, this is so beautiful. You look amazing. Yeah, I was I like, girl, you look phenomenal. Set. And I also, I think it's part of being a first team PA, like stuff like that's important as long as you're not being fucking weird about it. Like just making an actor feel comfortable in their character's costume is important. Cause like you hear about actors being like, well, I would never wear that. And you're like, yeah, not I that any gross. of the women on Run the World did that, but you of other actors in other shows being like, I hate this, I look gross, I'd never wear this. And you're like, no, okay, this isn't, this isn't you though. Like this is your character. So. No, I've definitely worked with some actors who have been like, do you like this outfit? Like, do I look like, for real, I feel like I look so ugly. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, you look great. And the costume designer is just standing right behind standing me. Standing behind like, the actor giving you death Just glares. like, you better yes. say it. I was like, you look great. I love the outfit. And sometimes it does look fine. Like they're overthinking it. Right. I've also been in predicaments. it's so out of like their personal. Exactly. And some of them are kind of weird. And it's like, you got to be like, hey, this is a kind of a weird look, but it works for like the actor for you're the playing. I was like on screen as the actor, as a character, it's going to be phenomenal. I also worked on a show where I was told to stop complimenting oh, the actor. Interesting. It really pissed me off because it wasn't. Did the actor tell you that or was someone Else of course, it's never the actor. It's always no. the person that's, well, it is the actor. In this case, I was one of those, they're the actor, they're the showrunner, the creator, oh. the writer, the, all of the things at one. They were just doing And they just told their fellow producers, like, stop, tell her to stop. And the producers oh. were so nice because I was killing it at my job. Mm -hmm. They wanted to really make sure, like, I wasn't unhappy. Stayed. Yeah, so they were like, 
Yeah, she just wants to know if you can maybe like, you know, don't comment on the outfits as she comes out. I'm like, but these are the things, like the show is built off of these looks and I'm like, she looks great though. I mean, I guess I won't. All right, excuse me, bitch. Like it's not that serious. Trust me, I know that. It just made me feel really annoyed. So shout out to that bitch. You know who you are. We're gonna take a break actually. Be right back guys. You're, you're, you're. Okay, we're back with one of the second to last segments, my favorite segment. Um, I'm pretty sure this is gonna be Saffron's favorite segment. So I'm before ready. we wrap it up, um, you know, thanks for sticking to sticking with us and still listening. And if you're here, Saffron and I have been having a lot of fun shooting the shit. She's a great guest. Thanks. I've been having a lot of fun just thanks. talking the shit about being a PA. Yeah. Who what knew? goes into it? It's Some a lot. Tea. I hope that the tea is transferring. Do you know what I mean? Because like we can't really. I mean, you can't say names, but you it's can't all really glamorous. say shit. Because like also, if we say shit, like one, we could be breaking an NDA, which sucks. But like. Also, we could just get blacklisted for we being could. shit talkers. We could. People could find out that we shit talking about them. And this podcast like, means ah. nothing, but then it would be like, oh, it means yeah. something. So, so I, I hope. Hope we're, we're okay. Yeah, we're, kind of, we're kind of like, have, like dropping blind items. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, <laughs> it is fun. Shout out to Des Moines or whatever. I feel like we're like a popular gossip site. But no, you're getting what you get. And if you put it together, for, it's one of those things if you know, you know. Our yeah. friends out there, our real homies out there who are in the trenches with us, they know. And if you don't know, it should still be exciting to hear. But we're going to move on to brighter news, right? You said positivity. Yeah, let's keep it So positive. let's move on it's to my favorite it. segment. We're going to call this POW, bitch. Also known as PA of the week. POW, right in the kitchen. <laughs> Each week here on the Martinis Up podcast, my guest and I will give out a fictional, real in our hearts, award to for the PA of the week, also known as POW, bitch. POW, right in the kitchen. We will choose from movies or television or award show moments or even just real mm. people that we know in the industry that we think probably had to do something either really hard, really awkward, plain dangerous, cringy, weird, something that would make them worthy of this award. Um, this week, and for me, I'm gonna go with an example first and then Saffron will give us something good. Uh, this week for me, I'm gonna be looking at the Oscars and the slap gate. Oh, now that enough time has passed, I feel like I can We can talk I, about it now that We can talk about it now that enough time has passed. And um, yeah, so Will Smith's history-making slap, which right. is quite literally the slap heard around the world. Right, right. You got knocked the fuck out, man! It was a big deal. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody had an opinion to give. Some mm -hmm. wanted it, some didn't. Um, but I am pretty sure the people in my industry, in the film and TV industry, just wanted to know what the fuck was happening behind the scenes. Oh, God, I, I would know. Kill. I would kill, kill to be on Walkie for that moment. Oh, I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, what's oh, happening on Walkie? What's happening on Channel One? So. Um, I want to give my POW um, PA of the Week award, since neither of us worked on it, we could just, I don't know, I'm just going to go based off our assumptions. My PA of the Week award goes to the PA who had to escort an embarrassed, probably, and disoriented Chris Rock oh, off stage, through mm -hmm. backstage, or wherever he had to be, was wherever he was set up at, back to his seat, or whatever. Mm -hmm. My award goes to you, baby, because when the going gets tough, you the send tough. out a PA. You send out a PA Shut to make up. sure that <laughs> if somebody's going to get fired for this guy getting smacked, it's going to be the little guy. So mm -hmm. shout out to you, whoever you are. Saffron, what do you think? Okay, so I think I'm going to give my pow to... I, a lot of names are coming to mind because I just know so many kick-ass people. Who yeah, you can name a real-life person that you know. 
The first thing that comes to mind, though, is not someone I know, and it's not something iconic as the assistant who escorted Chris Rock off, but I did finish Stranger Things the other day. Where? And in the last episode, this is not spoilers, but um, not spoilers, okay? So don't freak out. Um, There is, in the last episode, an incredible shot that I literally paused and I said to my boyfriend, I was like, we have to watch it again because it's just executed so beautifully. It is a number of people writing down uh, the hero block at night. Okay. And um, they're in a beautiful formation. It's a fucking drone shot, okay? It's a fucking drone shot. The drone shot goes from behind them, goes over them. Mm -hmm. The drone flips to be in front of them. Like it comes over the top and Mm -hmm. then flips upside down. And you see straight to the back of the block. And then it's a smash cut to looking at the upside down oh, sick, at sick, a very sick. similar image, right? And first of all, it was executed so beautifully. I literally can't stop thinking about it. Okay. I finished Stranger Things like two days ago and I'm still talking about it. It was a good but, season. But my pal of the week, this is kind of like a sassy pal. It goes out to the PA in the back of that shot in the middle of the street. Oh, you saw is it? That is Yes, shady. I did, because it's like the middle of the night. So, so shout you out. saw a PA. In there is the a human in the back of that shot, girl. It is nighttime. It is a. It is. It is a bunch of kids riding their bikes down the block and straight down the block. When the drone comes over them and flips, you can see between them straight down the block, down the trees, down the empty street, and there is a dark figure just standing there. And I was like, some PA fucked up bad. Some PA fucked up bad yeah. because when the drones are out, the first it's, AD, you're not playing. Can we the fuck is set? We we cannot keep we, doing this over and no, over again. No, drones are expensive, but also um, I will say that uh, Erica, the younger sister, is in this shot, and she is of like the core cast is the only one I believe who's still a minor. Yeah. So nighttime on location, drones out, got a minor on set. Yeah. Shit has to be happening. Yeah. So maybe I should give a real pal. No, that was a great pal. (laughs) Shout out to the PA who fucked up the last shot. Shout out to Saffron wants to give her pal to the PA who fucked up the very last shot of the season three finale. It's it's the season four, but it's not like the very last shot, but it's a powerful moment. How ruined a very powerful Pow. moment. Wow, pow. Shout also, out to that. Also, actually, actually, shout out to all of the uh, core and staff PAs on Three Women Season 1 who muscled through about like eight, six to eight months, don't ask me to do math, of um, really hard exteriors and really tough hours. And like, everyone is a fucking trooper who really put their back into it. So. Wow, shout out to them. Shout out, pow. Shout out. This one goes for you. Pow, right in the kitchen. That ends my... PA of the week. So we are closing things up here, but before we do, I'm aware that there will be a certain level of shit talking. I mean, we've done a lot of shit talking this episode alone. That's fine. Our industry is flawed. There's a lot of things that um, needs to change. They really need to change the way they treat production assistants. And that's why this podcast exists as a safe space. But I love this industry. I'm sure you love this industry, mm-hmm. Saffron, and that's why we're working so in it. That's the reason we haven't left yet. Exactly. That's why we're still here, kind of getting abused. But with that being said, I refuse to end this show on a low note for us. No. So no, can we talk about music for a second? Please. 
Um, I'm not well versed, but I love music. No, know? yeah, just literally one second when I say music. Let's sure. talk about it. Let's talk about the king of rock and roll. No, not Chuck Berry, the white man who stole the title, Elvis mm. Presley. Mm. His new, his 15th or 17th biopic with a much hotter, younger white actor. Shout out to Austin Butler, though. They keep trying to make him it. That is so fetch. It's not really working out, but they're doing what they can. I, I support him in trying to be it, though. He's you know trying what I mean? to be what it. Was he in like a million years ago? I'll look it up even. later. He was on a Disney Channel thing. They tried to make him pop, and he dated Vanessa Hudgens for a while. He's, oh, a, he's, yes. a, he's a hottie, and they've been really trying to make cool. him fetch. He's going to be our new Elvis Presley, because yes. for some reason, we cannot get over making biopics about Elvis Presley. Very interested to see this Elvis movie, because in Are a time... I am, and let me tell you why. Um, because, as we all know... Elvis and his record label stole a lot from notably the black community, stole a lot Speak of music and like made his fortune off of things that weren't necessarily his to take, right? We all know this. Mm -hmm. Now in this age of 2022, right? We are post 2020 BLM. People are paying attention more. People are more vocal true. about true history, true. right? True, as they should. And now they're making an, uh, another Elvis. Well, I don't actually know if there's another one, but they're making an Elvis biopic. You think this is the first Elvis biopic? This Probably not, but, but you know, but you know. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm like also looking at Austin's IMDb. Also looking at his IMDb, so I'm so curious to know what he was in a million years ago that made me feel like he was a hard job. Anyway, back on point. I'm interested to see this Elvis pick, knowing all of those facts, to see how truthful they're gonna be about where Elvis got his music from, yeah. why he was so popular. Yeah. There was also like a bunch of other fucked up shit like about drugs and eating He was incredibly racist. Like, he okay. also was grooming his 14 year old That's cousin to be yes. his future wife. Gross. Shout out to Priscilla Presley. Gross. Ah, the music industry. Is this your game? Huh? I'm not to interrupt what you're saying, which is important, right? Which is like, I wonder if they'll be truthful to all these things in the Elvis doc, but Hannah Montana. Yes. He was Toby. Duh. Ned's Declassified. Yes. iCarly. Yes. Out of Jimmy's Head, which I don't really remember, but you might. No. Zoe 101. Yes. Um, Ruby and the Rockets, which is vaguely familiar. This feels Wizards like a of Waverly Place. Yes. Jonas, yes. the TV show. Yes. Yes. Here it is. And like a bunch of, uh, Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, The Bling Ring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Switched at birth. I don't know Austin Butler's been around for a while. I'm telling oh. you, Ho oh. Hollywood has been trying to make him Fetch. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. That's it. No, I'm happy we went through Austin <laughs> Butler's whole entire IMDb just for me to still say, you know, fuck Elvis Presley yes. and fuck music as a whole. You guys got to get your shit together. It's really something, it's really not cute anymore, okay? So fuck the music industry, but also maybe not fuck it because I still like listening to it. We're all kind of pieces of shit working for people who are kind of terrible on the mm -hmm. inside. But um, that's our show, everybody. Thanks. Uh, this is such a fun episode. Thanks it, for having me. Thank you, Saffron. I want to give a huge, 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 huge thank you to Saffroni, which is what I used, secretly used to call her when we were on Run the World. And thank you for coming on our show to talk of about course, anytime. E! News' favorite obsession. People love actors. I'm going to say this is my closing statement. Even yes, though, even closing you statements. Didn't ask, um, <laughs> being a first team PA has its highs and its lows. It's mm. exhausting. Mm. Um, and, you know, being in base camp, is is a cold job um but it is necessary on your path to being an ad yes the ad's like the folks who are now ad's and never worked as a first team pa either as a helper or a runner it shows 
Yeah, because you kind of like you know, you know. impatient. Piece you're impatient. And you're like, I don't understand why this needs to happen. And you're like, well, this is important. And it this just gets to know. It, it's it's an on-screen thing that needs to happen for continuity. So the show has the look it needs to have. Like, I'm sure, some things drag some time. But bursting PA can have a lot of perks. I wouldn't suggest making it your entire PA career. Um, but it's it's important and it can be a lot of fun. Well, thank you for that, Saffron. You're welcome. We needed that because, yes, that was the positive note I wanted to end on yes. was everything is shitty, but it's on the line to the journey. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. uh, I guess I was going to, my friend asked me, shout out to my friend Patrick who said, and I quote, hey, shout me out since you have a, I guess that's what people do when you have a microphone and you're recording something, you shout people out. So if you have any shout outs, Saffron, you want to shout anybody? Um, No one has asked me to shout them out, but... Uh, I guess I would say shout out to like the other PAs like yourself who Word. have been supportive and have taught me shit. Um, and the other department members who um, have been very kind while I learned things and yes. helping me learn. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's it. No, that was the you perfect know what? Just, shout out. Just fucking shout out to the homies who know what they're doing and aren't rude to PAs. Shout out to the homies who know what they're doing and are not rude to the PAs. Yeah. All right, guys. I've been your master of ceremonies, <laughs> Alexis. I'm out of here. Good night, Channel One. Good night, Channel One. Bye.